are back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your host, Spicy Madi, and joined with me in the G-Spot today for today's episode of either Whose Job Is It To Make Me Climax, Who Comes First, Who's Responsible For It. Okay, we're going to talk about the controversy behind the title, just the title. in just a second. <laughs> just the title of an episode. But we have Pam <laughs> in the building. She is an accomplished, self-identified black woman created with credits, including appearances on HBO, BET, and TV One, performances at the legendary Ford Amphitheater and House of Blues in Los Angeles, countless college tours, and commissions to perform for the NAACP Alpha Kappa Alpha Sororities. <laughs> and other national organizations. Faye Monet is unapologetically work stems from her unwavering passion to healing and her belief in true healing can only occur in a liberated and non-oppressive society. Monet is a licensed marriage and family therapist at Cal State LA, a regular contributor for Har- the oh wait, for Harriet and mm-hmm. Black Girl in Oh, um, I did that last time. Online publications, co-host of Dem Black Mamas podcast and All Heart podcast, director of decolonization for the multimedia platform Black Girl Mixtape and contributor to Unspoken Online Publication. She serves as a contributor to Say Word LA and a board member of Manhood Camp for At-Risk Males. Her most recent work, Murmurs of a Mad Woman, an unconventional memoir, is available through Amazon and she is a signed fiction writer with Dystel. I said that. Distill. I, I know did that hard. last time. Too. I do the same thing. I'm signed by them. Distill, Goderick, and Barrett. Goderick, and Barrett. Yep. And last time you heard. Thank you so much. She is amazing. You guys are going to recognize her voice as soon as you hear her again with upcoming projects. She is currently studying to add trained sex therapists to her list of credits with a focus on decolonizing joy and pleasure. And she is going to be getting into this fun filled conversation with us today with our special guest, also joining us, Amber yeah. Jackson. Amber Jackson, (laughs) sales and marketing executive and has worked for some of the world's biggest brands, including Warner Brothers, Disney and Johnson Mm -hmm. & Johnson. She holds degrees from Carnegie Mellon University and UCLA and readily shares her expertise through consulting with small business owners and mentoring women to excel in the corporate workplace. Originally from Pittsburgh, Amber is an L.A. single mingling around the Mm -hmm. city while living a purpose-filled life. She's currently on an exploratory journey to conquer love in her 30s and is examining every topic from sex to faith. Wait, the art of the pickup. I get you the art of the pickup as a TSO client living the spicy life. Okay, yes, she's a TSO client. The art of the pickup. We read that. Now the title makes sense. I'm like, Okay. Part of this show, you guys already know, as our listeners, is extremely informal. We are really just having an amazing, fun, educational conversation because the more you know, the more empowered you are, the better decisions you make with your life, your body, all of the above. And so we literally were just having a conversation right now about why this title is hard. Uh, um, Thea, you were were comfortable with who comes first, right? Yes. And come, not... Put whatever you need I to put in there. I wasn't mad because we have them. Because we have them. The spelling was where you got me. I tripped. wanted to spell it C U M for the episode no. title. Amber jumped in and was like, "Well, it's not professional. What if someone in corporate America sees the title as C U M, and now we're getting judged, right?" Yeah. Why? Why are we afraid to use C U M over C O M E? Okay, for me, it's just about C U M is a word and i hear which we're about we're going to talk about decolonizing yeah. and bringing things out into the open yeah. it is a spelling of the word that has typically been associated with the scandalous parts of sex mm-hmm. with porn with all of the taboo that mm-hmm. we've allowed to enshroud sex versus using c-o-m-e-s 
still talking about the same thing, mm -hmm. but it's more a readily acceptable word. So I just like recoiled at the CUM because it's like, while we, the three of us, are having an open enlightened conversation and we're gonna move more people there, it can be a word that if somebody isn't open yet, when they see it, does it stop them from even coming in and listening to the conversation we're having? Because they see that they pick up on these old ideas around it and then they don't think that this is for them. But let me tell you what's gonna happen. Okay. Because <laughs> they see CUM, yeah. the biggest closet freaks, Ooh. the most religious <laughs> folks you know, are clicking on the CUM because it's repressed. Yes. And so porn is porn is not out there and huge the way it is because only people who are openly sexual are clicking on it. No. Absolutely not. It's the people who are are pretending, oh, that word just I'm so conservative. Those are the folks who are yeah. clicking on it. So and and come C U M and C O M E in our language now has two different meanings. Right. So we we in the in that in the world of sexuality, we use the word C-U-M. Right. In everyday life, we use C-O-M-E. Yeah. So if we're going to be clear in our intention, then we use C-U-M. Right. Because we're talking about this orgasm section, yeah. today. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If we're going to be. The only reason to use the other other word is out of fear. Now, I don't fuck with fear like that. <laughs> I don't fuck with fear like that. You know, like I really feel like yes. this lifetime for me is about being as free as possible, which means that like fear, if, if even if I feel like, oh, they don't want me to do that, I'm kind of like, then that's probably what I should do. Now that's me. I <laughs> yeah. know everybody can't do that. Because either if not, you're being controlled as opposed to you controlling the environment, you trying to really do this mission of decolonizing. Yeah. And so if we adapt to their needs to make them feel safe now we're not pushing them we're not getting yeah. them to step outside of their comfort zone right we're not forcing them to live this spicy the, we're life not bringing yeah. the world in we're not bringing the word from the shadows of scandalous into we let it remain the scandalous. natural organic sexual space that we're all born into we're keeping it i came out of a vagina and we're keeping it <laughs> Somebody come with, in uh, i came from a store <laughs> thank you very much to my parents on but that no, one i love what you i love what you said because it's it's really really valid and i think that it is we have to on a personal moment to moment yeah have to challenge ourselves to say like Am I helping keep this in the box or am I helping break this thing out yeah. of the box? And it's if it's scary, that means we're doing yeah. some something. Good work. Mm -hmm. And I hear your fearlessness and wanting to be fearless around taking back the word and just stepping fully into our sexual identity. Yeah. I guess I I hear what's required to be that fearless and I recognize that everybody is not there today. Yeah. So is there, can, how can we create space for mm -hmm. healing to begin? Mm -hmm. Like I maybe can't go this far, but mm -hmm. can I, what is two steps, right? Yeah. C-O-M-E-S at least allows us to start talking more openly about sex mm -hmm. and progressing to, we can call it what it is, C-U-M, right? And get there. It's mm -hmm. a stepping stone to get somewhere mm -hmm. versus asking someone to get there immediately or risk that they're not going to participate in the conversation at all if they can't put themselves over that hurdle. I think that just depends on what, you want to do as the brand, as the person providing the services. Okay. For me, like, that's the same shit people said about 
slavery and yeah, rights. Yeah, I was just right? going to say, like, I was waiting for that. Give it some time. I was waiting for that. You'll we need a hundred more yeah, years. You know, until- <laughs> calm down. Your time <laughs> will come. Okay. And it's the same thing. The sexual repression has been going on for a very, 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 very long time. We yes. just got permission to come. We yeah. literally just got permission to be able to have an orgasm as well. Like, we're making these really two like, analogous, like, yeah. very different repercussions. No, not, but, but I agree, both repressed. Analogous in the sense of, you know, the, the idea is always for oppressed people to wait a little bit longer or come into things a little bit easier for those who are struggling with it. Yeah. Meanwhile, there is actual oppression. And so I hear what you're saying for the nervous person to click it, but I'm also thinking about the sexual violence survivor right. who, because these things are repressed, um, is, you know, sex across our society is repressed, leads to violence. Repression leads to violence, leads to her um, pain, yeah. We don't trauma, know how to express it in right. healthy ways. And so I'm talking as a person who works with people on all sides of the spectrum that right. the more I can say to a young girl that talk, saying the word come, knowing about your pleasure will probably help you to choose healthier partners. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the work, okay. right? That's, to me, actually more important at this moment. That's the mission. Then whether or not a potential sponsor says, then Bob I'm not going to fuck with you because mm-hmm. she makes you nervous come. a second. Yeah, yeah. I want a, I want a, corporate partner or whoever's going to work with me on anything to know who I am. I And and I've had some pretty corporate people be like, yeah, no, we don't want to change shit. Just do what, do what you do. And I've been grateful for that. But they wouldn't have said that if I hadn't been like very clear and been thinking about sex, not just in the sexual physical, which is what people automatically go to, but thinking about the ramifications of it, thinking about black maternal health crisis mm-hmm. and thinking about like, uh, like I said, sexual violence, human trafficking. These things are all connected they are all a repression of the sacral chakra and sacred femininity right so i think in that regards to me it's like why we can't wait well someone who is yeah. not uh suppressing their feelings or repressing their sexuality <laughs> no is repression. little nas x okay he came oh, yeah. out mm. this weekend it is gay pride month just mm. wrapping up today is actually july 1st so i think it just ended yesterday just ended right yesterday, yeah. he came out as gay on twitter Mm-hmm. At yes. the end of Pride mm-hmm. Month, yeah. uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Little Nas X, uh, old he's town the, the Old yeah. Town <laughs> Road, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I thought Am was I a country right? song for the longest time. FYI, <laughs> well, I, I thought it was like it one of those mashups of like a country singer yeah. and like a rapper. I believe it is. What I heard, which could be totally wrong, so don't quote me, okay. was that it initially that's what he put it out as a country song, and then people were like, "That's not country," and then Billy Ray Cyrus said, "Yes, it is," and I'm gonna do the hook, <laughs> right? Yes. And then it was that, as though black people had nothing to do with country music starting in the first place, but I have, I would not go there. They did the same thing when Beyonce sang country. It was right. like, oh, she yeah. can't do country. Right. Hey, but, hey, but, hey, like, hey, no. hey, we're going to go with take it from y'all. Like, it. hello. <laughs> Let's not go there. History you know is a thing. Is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a song that I've seen, like, on a lot of social posts yeah. of, like, being sung in schools, um, during, yeah. like, assemblies. Yeah. Like, this is an extremely popular song that's killing yeah. right now. Now that he's come out, or do you think that the schools and parents are still going to be allowing their kids to, you know, enjoy the song like they were mm. before? Or is he going to get some backlash for this? Because I, we may, think, like, may need more time for America to feel comfortable. I think in broad <laughs> culture, like, so not thinking about any particular group, I think it's fine. I think it's barely news. I, I think every day we're moving closer to the place where asking people who are, in the LGBTQ identity yeah. and asking them to identify publicly is hopefully becoming less and less of a thing because none of us had to come out that we were straight. Right. But I think when you're looking just at our community mm-hmm. of like black and brown people, 
and his fan base, which is so very much like driven by hetero cisgendered mm -hmm. men, we're very far from it. Like, yeah. I don't expect yeah. that within like in the black Twitter in that community, it's not going to be received positively. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be received well. Just this morning, there was like a post on The Root uh, showing like two older African-American men kissing. And I just happened to look at the Instagram comments mm -hmm. and it was just like people 1994 y'all this community unfortunately has not nearly made the progress that like the rest of the world has yeah i feel like you know i just want to give them amazing props for the bravery Curry, right there's, yeah. so there's a lot of people who have gone through the music industry their entire careers and not felt like they could say what their identity was and live it fully um big singers that we know elton john i just saw his movie and things like that so for him to do it after one major hit, yeah, yeah, right, is like really, really brave. And I do, I agree with you with what you're saying. And I feel like, you know, what I love about the the generation that's coming up is they are really pushing everybody, even in our community, mm -hmm. to be yourself to and be, accept. To, yeah, to accept and to get over it and to do better. And I want, and you know, there's risk involved. That's why I just. I'm so proud of his bravery. Um, we can't underscore that enough. And I hope people receive it well. I hope people are moving in a direction where they can start to rem remember that's not your damn business. Yeah. And uh, just be happy for somebody that they can live their fullest life. Yeah. And I yeah. think to see... There'll I, be ugly I, I think, comments. All these I things think to see an African-American man to walk in who he is and own who he is, I think is powerful and lets other African-American men who, yes, our culture is still mm -hmm. taking a second to adjust and adapt, but it's somewhat empowering. It's somewhat yeah. encouraging. Yeah. And we need more of that because, and if, I really recommend, I want you guys, I'm so curious. I want every, I want the entire world to watch Netflix's Black Mirrors. Mm -hmm. um, the new Black Mirror episode deals with this, Snipers. If you guys get a chance, it's please called, watch Snipers. You have to tell me a specific episode. Okay, yes. it is Sniper. It is Show the first me one of okay. Black Mirror, but it okay. deals with um, black men and homosexuality in okay. our community. Oh, and wow. I'm like oh, wow. shocked that they like they push this envelope yeah. i appreciate black mayor yeah. you guys doing this yeah. so please you guys watch it um because i don't want to give it away we'll talk about it next time you're back in the studio yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. no i think that i think you're absolutely right that's it. and the example that that sets is gonna help so so that's the thing right does who i help matter more or outweigh who will be upset or comfortable right? or uncomfortable. I think that's what goes back to our other decisions, right? Yeah. Like, that's who I help. That's literally how we can make these ethical dilemma sort of decisions is like, if I can help more people than people who are pissed off or going to leave ugly comments, then it's definitely worth doing the thing that'll help more people. Yeah. It's interesting. I can't wait to actually watch the episode as well, because I, I mean, I still think that the African-American community, which I'm a member yeah. of, we need a little, some sort of push to get us yeah. over this hill because yeah. again, like we all agree that our community isn't receptive of it, but this isn't my aunties and my uncles and like right. old heads who right. are listening to Lil Nas X, right? right? right. These right. are people right. who look like right. us, who right. are in their twenties or in their thirties, who are can, unfortunately too large of a proportion of the younger generation mm -hmm. is still holding on to these old dated beliefs about sexuality, right? So is Forward-thinking as we, we are, mm -hmm. and that millennial generation is, they're still slow on this. And I'm like, I don't get it, y'all. Yeah, like, yeah. how do we catch up and accelerate? Because your counterparts, your non-black you know, black peers, yeah. they're there. Why are we not there? Like, why is this still a hang-up yeah, in our community? Very, and, and, it's something we need to, like, assertively work on. Yeah, and that definitely varies geographically, because mm -hmm. we're in L.A. So it's like, yeah, you know, here we have more of that. 
um, openness, I think, yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Um, but I, but definitely geographically, but that also ties back into what we're talking about with sex in general, mm -hmm. right? If we can consistently continue to repress the idea of sexuality, it's not... Sex gonna, should not be taboo. It like, should not be taboo. Sex, sexuality, sexual expression... Sex. I just, it's just, it's just such, you know, it just drives me to drink, but <laughs> <laughs> it drives me to drink. I'm going to have some tequila but, for you next time. I know, yeah. right? It just drives me to have drink. alcohol. I was actually coming in like, wait, I hope she has champagne for us. Like, girl, really we talking about sex. But part of that is because, you know, in our community, what's prioritized is dealing with race issues. Yeah. And so gender and sexuality and uh, diverse religious yeah. practices those Ooh. things never really they get, get put discussed. On the background. Yeah. Um, and so we, really, a lot of my work really is like, I, we we got that. We have a freaking PhD in race shit. Now, yeah, can we look at some of these other things that tear us apart underneath that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it's why I brought you ladies into yeah. the studio. You know, for you for you know our listeners, I always have an expert in the studio, but I also want you guys to hear from someone who may be experiencing some of the same concerns yeah. as you. Someone who may not feel as comfortable having a discussion every single day about sex and yeah. whether mm -hmm. he comes first or she comes first, you know, like these are topics that we need to be having, not just amongst ourselves, but with our partners as well, which is why I thought it would be fun to have Amber in the studio with yeah. us because she could not just join in on the discussion because she is someone who is currently educating herself, yeah. but she, you know, also is getting to a place of safety and comfort mm -hmm. and feeling good and owning her yeah. femininity and her yeah. sexuality. Yeah. And oh, I love Aww. all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Yeah. Child. And so Those are all my buzzwords. We're going to go through like so much. How <laughs> long did it take you, spicy? <laughs> <laughs> it took a couple of like a we're year. Gonna, we're going to go through. Um, it, but you know what? It doesn't it, it doesn't matter as long as we get you there. As yeah. right? As long as the unfolding has started. Yes. As long as it happens. And so today's episode, you know, is going to be all about, you know, a woman coming. And, you know, and it mm. is. We should we should be coming. We should be enjoying <laughs> sex, oh you guys. C-U-M. Come. Yeah, <laughs> so no, we're going to go into oh some God. sex ed stuff. It's going to be, you know, what is an orgasm? We want to educate you. The different types of orgasms. Whose job is it to make me orgasm? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be picking the ladies' brains right now. But first, I want us to answer a dear spicy question. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Dear Spicy, I'm a 25-year-old woman and have never had an orgasm with a partner. I identify as queer and have had sex with both men and women, but I can only seem to have an orgasm when I masturbate. When I'm having sex with a partner, I feel like I am too much in my head. What can I do to have better sex and finally orgasm with someone? XOXO, Jessica. This is, and you guys never have to identify who you are if you want to. You can use an alias, but always email us at info at the spicy life with your questions. So I pose this to you, Thea. What can she be doing? Because she's like, damn it, I've tried men. Yeah. I've tried women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it me or is it them? So um, one, I would just say, Jessica, this is actually super common. Um, and there's so many pieces that go into it. Sociologically, how we're conditioned to take care of other people before we take care of ourselves. Um, there's just a lot that goes in that. But moving those things aside... Um, there's an incredible expert who I think does a brilliant job of explaining what I'm going to do a slightly less brilliant job of explaining, which is the dual response system, um, our sexual dual response system. And if you don't know who Emily Nagowski is, N-A-G-O-W-S-K-I, um, I think that, no, there might not be a W, my bad. <laughs> don't quote her, don't quote her. I just threw that in there. That's my, <laughs> my black ass. But um, she has a TED Talk on this that does a really great job. But the reality is that our, our sexual response system has two parts. And you could think of these two parts as 
the brakes and the gas. And so what I hear you saying is that when I'm by myself, there are very low brakes. I can be like full on with the gas. But when I'm with someone else, I begin to apply brakes. Mm -hmm. The thoughts in my head, I may become self-conscious. There may be some body consciousness things there. It could be a lot of different things. So the first thing to do is to begin to identify what are your brakes and what are you, what what are your what pushes the gas for you. Yeah. Once you start to know what your brakes are, like it could be things like some people like it in the morning, some people like it late at night, some people like a glass of wine first, some people don't. <laughs> some people, you know, are they like to be like cuddled into something? Some people like to be like dirty talked into something, mm -hmm. because the more you know the more you can communicate this to a partner and let them know like, hey, I want us to both have this really amazing, pleasurable experience. So let's have a whole like fun night where we talk about our, our, our breaks. I call them yucks and yums, right? What are the things that shut me down? What are the things that turn me on, right? And I, it's actually much simpler than it seems. It's just that we're not always empowered mm -hmm. or told we have the right or give ourselves permission to explore that with a partner. Yeah. But I find that most people are super excited and open to doing it. Like, like having that conversation. Because who likes to guess? We talked about this oh before, my right? This is why I say, but some like, people say go further on. Mm -hmm. I love it. So if I can yeah. ask on to sure, this. Because sure. this was like, as I was thinking about today, so much of like my exposure is this belief, this untrue belief mm -hmm. that sex is ex instinctual mm. versus directed, mm. right? Great, so ding, ding, every Harlequin romance that great, I ever read as a kid, absolutely. they just knew, like two people met and just knew how to connect. <laughs> they knew how to like instantly, <laughs> like simultaneously no. orgasm. No. And so you're, so like, can you, not like, yeah. we need to get to role play. Yes. We can do that <laughs> offline. But like, what does that communication yeah. sound like? Yeah. Like, I think that's something that we need is like, guys, we, this is a uh, communication. It's a How do you have set. it? Yeah. Is, thank you so much. You're right. So I, that is uh, one of the things we learned <laughs> in my sex therapy class was, you know, this is why people get it twisted and shame themselves. Like, yep. I mm -hmm. should just know. Yeah. Yes. I should just be good I should just this. know, yeah. And it's like, did you just know how to ride a bike? Right. Did well, you have nobody taught parts, us. Nobody talked about but, it with us. Well, one, there's not like, you reach a certain age, you're lucky if you get a sex ed class. If you do, it's like, yeah. don't, don't get anybody pregnant and wear this condom. Yes. Um, and that's it. There's no conversation yeah, about pleasure. Yeah, they teach us how to put a condom on. They don't teach us how to yeah. orgasm. Right. There's no conversation about pleasure, right? If you're yeah. caught masturbating as a kid, it's like, <gasps> right? So... For nobody has prepared you. So please understand that, yes, we could have been helping you as a society develop these skills from very young. Yep. And we chose not to do that. And that is not on you. That is completely on us as a society. And we got to do better. And we shouldn't be making you feel like this is something you should just wake up in the morning and fucking know how to do. This shit is crazy, <laughs> right? It's so crazy. So, no, it's a skill set like anything else. And the skill set involves communication, self-reflection, knowledge of self. One thing I, one of the things out of many that I really love about the kink community is they have a really great system for negotiating, like oh. communicating. What are my yucks and yums? This is what I like. This is what's off limits. Yucks this is what's on yums. limits. <laughs> and then they can engage in play. And then there's aftercare after the play. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what did you like? What didn't you like? So this is this beautiful, fluid conversation yeah. around sex and sexuality and how we play. Sex is play. Yeah. It doesn't have to be taken seriously. I had a friend who was like, my husband and I are having sex. And I was like, well, why not? She was like, well, you know, we just don't have time. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And they really thought that every time they had to have sex, it had to be like, 
you know, roses on the bed and oh, oh, you know, music playing. Don't nobody and, have time for that. And I was like, child. I'm open to dating a man, though, that right. does have that like, perception <laughs> That would sex. be nice. I'm down, yeah. But I'm also like, you can drop your drawers in the kitchen, right. too, if you need to. Like, right. And she was like, oh, we can. Re-. I said, all that set up? You yeah. got kids. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time. You might need to just like, boom, boom. But That's she nice. has it in her mind that this is it what romance to has way. to be right. there. Yeah. And so sex is not. It can be about play and it can be about pleasure and it can be about getting off and it can be physical and spiritual and emotional. It can be all the things. And it doesn't have to be all the things at the same time. It could mm-hmm. be them at different times. Sometimes we want to make love. Sometimes we want to fuck. Sometimes we want to do this. And we do that. All of that is open and playground. So here's how, here's what the conversation sounds like. It's okay. like, okay, you're going to do this. Okay. Again. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make Spice be my person. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the person. It's like, so, you know, things is getting hot and heavy. Like, oh, we starting yeah. to feel different. You know what I'm They're saying? Hot. I know you feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it, you girl. feel it, right? So, I would like for us to have a conversation, play a little game about, like, what turns you on and what turns Ooh, you off. We're going to call it yucks and yum. I like games, girl. Yucks and yum. So, same thing about food. Maybe you like mushrooms on your pizza. Maybe you like, oh, hell I no. Do like I do like mushrooms on my pizza. You know what I'm saying? So, that would go in the yum category, boo. We got this. Okay. We see how the game is played. Yep. So, ready? Yes. Let's do it. Spanking. Yum. Mm, okay. Uh, tying up. Yum. Yum. Mm-hmm. Other partners. Yuck. Yuck. See? And so then we can go through this process of figuring out what works for both of yeah. us. And like, it'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I can oh, throw some on to you. Like, you guys, we're like, nipple rub. You're right. about and to interrupt this give, episode for me to start texting someone right now. That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. And then when we get to a yuck that's like, really? That's a yuck? Can we talk about it? Like, what if <laughs> can we put some sugar on it? Why is that going to be a yuck? Yeah. Even, if, even if we try this, you know, we don't want to get into coercion, but we want to negotiate, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, I see where that's yet. Tell me more about that yeah. and explore. And it's super sexy and super fun. Like, it doesn't have to be like, I don't like it when you do this. I do like Because what happens is people have that conversation, like, after. Yeah. And that's hella uncomfortable sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, you know what? I didn't like when you did that. Well, I already did the shit. <laughs> you should have told me Why that. Why did you tell me when my what tongue was in your butt? Tell me that. Like, <laughs> right now, I feel we could have something different. Yes. No, I feel judged. So is that helpful? That is so okay. helpful. No, okay, I love I that. I love the yucking yum. Add this onto the spicy line. No, yeah. adding, yeah. adding this. Because yeah, I was please. definitely thinking like green light, red light. That like, too. That's yeah. another one that, that you could. But it's very, I mean, it's the same exact thing. It's just just using different words that you feel comfortable. You can even make it your own. If you guys have a cute little like, you know, stop and go word that you guys want to use. But I'm, I was, I'm, it's making me think of yesterday. I'm driving home from the gym with mm-hmm. my husband and I'm asking him if he could ever share me with someone else. Like, would he be mm-hmm. ever open to a threesome? Like, mm-hmm. we're having this essentially yuck and yum conversation, yes. except mm-hmm. for I have, there is no topic too taboo for me. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just like, babe, you can like another, yeah, yeah. can you put, uh, you know, another dick in me? Like, is yeah, that allowed? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, but but yeah. not everybody is comfortable to yeah. turn to their partner and, and I'm say you, that. It's a very beautiful level of intimacy mm-hmm. that we are, that we are, Cutting ourselves off from to be, you know, part of that is the idea of ownership, yeah. which also ties into like colonization and enslavement is the idea that you can own. Once you know, I can't own anybody. Every day that you're here is by choice. And I love that you make that choice. Yeah. And I love that I make that choice. Right. So once we get past the ownership and this person is a whole individual, it's like you can have those conversations without jealousy. Yep. And if it does come up, you can discuss the jealousy and it can be like, this is a hard limit for me. It's like that, yeah. that could vibe for some people, but for me, that's not okay. And I'm not judging you for liking it. It just doesn't work for me. And then we agree as a couple that this is not, because there's plenty of young. But now we know. Yeah. yeah. And there's plenty of youngs. 
There's plenty of yums. We don't have to get focused we on the yums. We got a lot of yums, right, yeah, before we, we get to a yums. That creates more brain. <laughs> yes. yeah. There you go. No, I hear you. Um, and it's interesting because you're talking and using language around ownership of our bodies. I think my experience has been learning to be more than just a vehicle for others. For, pleasure. And not, right, that sounded right. bad for pleasure, but like no, when, you're, when, nice. you're, when you're like a black woman, you were yes. taught to nurture others. It's the nurturing, yes. right? Yes. You're, we are like taught across the entire spectrum of culture to be nurturing. Yes. Um, but this is an experience I'm learning being in sex is yeah. actually like having to actively turn that off. And that's something Absolutely. that has been turned off for me so, in like decades to just fully just receive pleasure and be able to do that. And you deserve centuries of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you deserve your ancestors' pleasure. Yeah. You have an inheritance the of pleasure great, that you great need grand to cash in yes. this lifetime. I do a pleasure noir webinar. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, for Harriet, Sojourner, for all of them, <laughs> yes. get it in unapologetically, right? right? Because this is the this is the thing. This really is the barrier. One, we're told we're unattractive. Two, we're told that we're undesirable. Mm -hmm. Then we were property. Then we were, you know, we were used for breeding. Used for just, we yeah, were used for medical experimentation. The reclaiming of the body is for black women is the, the first, and for other colonized women, is the first step in pleasure. Feeling like you deserve it, that you have a right yeah. Just because you were born, you have the right yeah. to pleasure. You don't have to make any excuses. You don't have to have any rationale. Give it to me the way I like it. <laughs> yes. Or bye. I earned this orgasm. This is my my I mean, ancestors earned this orgasm on my inheritance. Sexual reparations. <laughs> Okay, and I have to educate you guys. Just, just I always have to put this out there because there is always sex ed on The Spicy Life. If you don't know what an orgasm is or maybe you haven't experienced yeah. one, let me tell you really quick. An yeah. orgasm is a physical reflex that occurs when muscles tighten during sexual arousal and then relax through a series of rhythmic contractions, okay? Mm -hmm. So that is what you should be experiencing when you are enjoying yourself in lovemaking or sex or just getting your rocks off. But if you haven't, I want you to explore even more the different types of potential orgasms. Because if you don't even know what to expect, how do you know what you're looking for? Yeah, right. So, um, Theo, you're going to jump in on us with me. Sure, sure. There's a clitoral orgasm. Yep. There is the G-spot orgasm. Yep. There is the blended orgasm, which is, which is like a sexy little combo of the climax. Mm -hmm. There is an anal orgasm. Yep. There is deep vaginal erogenous zone orgasm. That's a new one for that I didn't even know about until I did like all this research. It's called. It comes from the A spot, mm -hmm. um, and that's like the high front um, anterior of the wall of the vagina, just beneath the cervix. Um, there is the squirting orgasm where mm -hmm. it's sprouting mm -hmm. out, kind of like um, uh, like water, like, like a sprinkler. Yeah, like a sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> there is the cervical the orgasm where it's coming from, like a little. The cervix, like, get you there. There's nipple orgasms mm -hmm. from being played with your nipples. <clears throat> Exercise orgasm, which is called a corgasm. This one I'm loving because I'm definitely going to try to get my corgasm on today. <laughs> it is leg day. Um, okay, gym <laughs> bunny. <laughs> and yeah, then there is a sleep orgasm. You can have an orgasm while you're sleeping yeah. as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And then there's also, you can be someone who has multiple orgasms, yeah. all these various yeah. different type of orgasms. So these are the 10 different things that you guys have to look forward to. And if you're challenged with not getting to experience this yet, part of it is us educating ourselves and to Thea's point, taking our power back yeah. and our body back and being able to experiment, to enjoy, to excite, to ignite. But how do yeah. we do that? 
yucks and yums and not, is, what, is a great start. Not all <laughs> sexual play has to end in an orgasm. So the it other doesn't. thing I want you to know is that you not having an orgasm doesn't mean like you have a problem. Yeah. Um, it, it some I mean literally, there's so much pleasure in sexual touch. There's so much pleasure in all aspects of sex that there's definitely been times I have not orgasmed and I've had a great sexual experience. It can experience. still be good sex. Absolutely. So, you know, it, you know, for some people, I, I don't want them to feel like they're, this must not have been good sex because I didn't orgasm. It could have been great sex mm-hmm. and you didn't orgasm. Um, and then there's a different, like usually if there's a physiological reason you're not having an orgasm, that takes deeper um, evaluation and, and deeper conversation. But in general, um, What's typically blocking it is the cycle, the psychological piece, like like being, like you said, in your head and overthinking mm-hmm. things, thinking about how it has to happen. You know, we're not really trained to let go. We're we're no. we're really highly controlling people. Yep. And we're and we're here's the thing, people. Here's what I want you to have. This is like free therapy. Good sex is free therapy, people. You know how much therapy costs? <laughs> Do you know how much therapy? I mean, really, if you really learn to use this thing right, your partner will get. Get promotions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can manifest some money in your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can get rid of like negative people. You like, I'm about to orgasm. Because, because there's so much spiritual power in an orgasm, but there's also so much biochemical power in sexual play and enjoying sex and pleasure that where else do you get to cut loose this way? This is and you should. You should be able to cut loose in more areas of your yeah. life. But we are a very, very controlling, controlled society. So here, if you're a control freak, this is literally what you should be doing on the regular. Yeah. <laughs> and so, your, your you medication usage yeah. will definitely go down. And my anxiety sufferers, get it in. Yeah. And Join as, a sex club. And as an absolute one of those like control free kind of people, meditation has been incredibly helpful. Mm. Like download Headspace, yeah. Calm, get you that app. But uh, there are great apps like to help you learn to meditate. Mm-hmm. And I've had to and like relax. learn during to like use the exact same techniques to yeah. be like, stop overthinking this. Stop worried about what is he seeing? Mm-hmm. What is he feeling? Mm-hmm. What does he like think of me and what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling and doing? Yeah. And just like shut it down and yeah. like learning to rest the mind. So meditation also helps Get, as well. Yeah, push. So that's the other thing. So um, in Tantra, the higher chakras... And the crown chakra is considered Shiva, which is our masculine side, our conceptualizing and focus and, you know, thinking. And then the chakras on the lower part of our body are our um, feminine. So these are all movement, you know, be embodiment, getting low, get in it, right? Mm-hmm. We, what do we favor in the society? We favor the analytical. Yep. We favor yep. the consciousness. And then we say, you know, the more you can disown the body, the better. But really, the embodiment is where change and movement happens. So really learning to go from the mind and, like, push yourself into your body. Like, I always tell people, take a dance class. Do something, like, that gets you really Mm -hmm. low. Go to the gym. Do the legwork, right? Because you need (laughs) to, like, turn that part. They're not meant to be competitive with each other. Right. You're meant to have both parts. And sometimes she takes over. Sometimes he takes over. And we all have both. We actually have four, if you want to use the word gender, identities. We have the yin, um, which is the feminine. We have the yang, which is the masculine. We have the yang feminine, which is the masculine in the feminine. And we have the yin masculine, which is the feminine in the masculine. So we all have all of them. Yeah. Accessing all of them is what leads to that 
bliss, but limiting ourselves and favoring some over others, right? So like what you were saying is like things like playing with feathers or playing with things that get you out of your head and more into the... Also, I don't think too much about what... I assume, oh, I am... This is what I'd rather you do. Instead of saying, (laughs) they don't like my body, say, I am killing this, okay? My body is so on point. They can't even... What you gonna do with this? Well, I'd rather you talk <laughs> shit. I'd rather you talk shit than to talk nice. yourself okay. down. Right? Yeah. Assume they are having the time of their <laughs> lives, and then you can have time in your life too. Yes. Assume up. You know, let's assume the best. <laughs> well, I think that a lot of women struggle too with um, being able to enjoy it, and this, you know, thinking that something's wrong if they are enjoying it or if they can't enjoy it, which I, you know, I did more digging because I know, and I have heard of, you know, erectile dysfunction for men. There are women who are struggling from female sexual dysfunction, which they call FSD, Mm -hmm. but that comes from maybe problems that are internal within the relationship, certain things that need to be worked out within that relationship. Depression, anxiety, as you said earlier, stress Mm -hmm. can create a hard time having sex, Um, age-related changes, Mm -hmm. hormonal changes, Those are all things Prior that you want to go into the doctor's office from if you you know are struggling with um, diabetes, heart disease. You mm-hmm. know those two. Just like it can affect a man getting erect, it can affect mm-hmm. us having an mm-hmm. orgasm. Medication was a huge mm-hmm. one that I was like, oh wow, I didn't know so many people were struggling with that. So there's a variety of reasons. It may not just be Absolutely. you. There's other you know things at work, but. Once we do figure out, okay, I'm not depressed. I'm not yeah. da da da. Now, how do I orgasm? Like, yeah. if it's if yeah. it's not those things, if we aren't, you know, in the midst of female sexual dysfunction, and it is just us in our heads, yeah. what are some pre things that we can do? Do we need to be setting the mood for ourselves, running a bath, playing with ourselves? If there are yucks, yums that you can engage on your own, do it as much as possible. Whether that's like getting your nails done or, or eating your favorite food. Whatever, like if there are yuck yums that you can treat yourself to, get yourself used to pleasure. So when I talk about pleasure and sex, people we we think physical, but sex is emotional, psychological, spiritual, yes. social. It's all across the board. And really, what I define sex is is the the right to feel and act on your desires to go for what you want. Yeah, right. So if you think about this. In an occupational sense, Mm -hmm. sexual occupational energy would be, I see that job, I want that job, I'm going to get that job. Right? Like that, if you think about it psychologically, it's like knowing what makes you feel good, what brings you joy, and like feeling like you have, you can go for it. You have a right to go for it, right? That right to is the big part, right? Do I have a right to? I'm trying to remove the word deserve from my vocabulary. Why removing the word deserve? Because I feel like it it get, it it applies for me a judgment on myself mm. whether or not mm. I can have something. Yeah. yeah. Like, did I do enough? Did you earn it? Did I not yeah. do enough? Yeah. And I think in our culture, we we have always been told what we gotta earn and what we gotta do. And I'm like, no, just for being here on this planet, give me. What's mine? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So and what was Harriet? And everybody and else Her- is. Yes. Bellu, all of them. So Amber, I'm gonna put you in the hot seat because okay. you probably like most women may be challenged with that. Do you feel like you you are have a right to an orgasm? Do you feel like you have a right to be pleasured? I feel like I have a right to be pleasured in a 
for me, it really does get in the, I have a right to be pleasured at the expense of even if he is not pleasured. Mm. That's radical, right? Yes. I deserve Love to that. be, have a fully like <laughs> realized sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't do anything, but mm -hmm. just stand there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and just like make it all happen. Mm -hmm. It's for me believing that. Mm -hmm. And that's where mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not there yet. I won't even like so try to act like I am. The, you do know because, that you have the right. You just don't necessarily believe yet that it's okay for him to walk away dissatisfied. Yeah, because it's it, not that I want him to walk away dissatisfied, mm -hmm. but in my mind, if you can get to that state of being, then I can fully receive my rightness of it, mm -hmm. right? That like I deserve, I have a right to this, even without your needs being met at all. That to somebody who's a nurturer is mm -hmm. the radical opposite. The radical opposite uh, of I taking see. care yeah. of myself. So you'll probably and land I'm, somewhere close to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but for me, like that's what I like. That's what I. Then what I'm reading and learning. It's just about. Amber, you have a right to this. And you, mm -hmm. you have a right to a sexual experience yeah. where you are completely fulfilled and he storms out of your place completely like pissed off and frustrated because yep. he didn't get any of his rocks off. Yep. Of. Because I've experienced the inverse yeah. of that multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Yes. I, and so I just like believing that I have a right well, to that. It's a little bit of selfishness. If, yeah, and you exactly. have to be comfortable with being selfish. Yes. I, I am someone who is comfortable with getting my rocks off and hopping off because I gotta go and I'm crunched for time. <laughs> and I've left my husband and previous plenty of other partners <laughs> with the no, I'm gonna get mine regardless of what you get. I want you to, and if it's convenient, you too shall have one, yeah. but me first. But once again, that was something my mother put in my head from the mm. moment I lost my virginity is you get yours because men will always make sure mm. they get theirs. They will never ever be more focused on you getting yours before them. They're Therefore, you get yours first. And for me, so your mom gave you that, whereas I grew up the young, you're the oldest, and we talk about this, I'm the youngest yeah. of three. Mm, the, young, the babies, guess what? You know what the baby also learns is like how to block and tackle to mm -hmm. like be yeah, the least nuisance yeah. while yeah. we're dealing with other things yeah. that are happening like higher up, yeah. you know, the sibling yeah, chain. So so true. Yeah. So true. And here's my wish for all of us. This is Thea's wish for the world. Oh. Yeah. Um, we should have some beautiful violin <laughs> uh, My wish is that we all have that radical self-permission to pleasure and that we find partners who, who sustain and have maximum pleasure in our pleasure. Mm. Like, I want us all to have partners who, when they see our pleasure, that brings is them pleasure for them yeah mm -hmm. and you and like that's literally I, I, like i that second that gold. wish i love that i yeah. second that wish yeah because if you can find somebody because who finds like joy in your is, joy some, yeah and i mean and also it's fun for that to like swing that pendulum to swing yeah and you it to be able to go back and forth you yeah. know and for like single women in this these streets like we need to hear more from our friends like you all who are married in relationships that 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 finding that mm. is attainable, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because you have me actually spicy reading this book right now called She Comes First. It's Love really it. good. Mm -hmm. And he talks about, so it's a book about like to, really to teach men or whoever <laughs> how to give like a woman like the best yeah. head of her life. Yeah. And when he talks about it, he sets it up that says that before you begin, there are three assurances that she needs to have. Mm. One, and I, I, I wrote this down because I was good. like, that one going down on her gives you pleasure. Yep. Right? That you 100%. are happy to be there. That is yeah. a big turn like, on she for She needs him. to know that. Honored to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking honored. So it's an honor to be at the throne. Right. You have to throw of life. <laughs> yeah. Act accordingly. Bring yeah. Game of Thrones right here in between Bring my legs. Offerings. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, come on.
quick, it is time for us to show love to our spicy sponsor. You guys, it is a well-known fact that my life is crazy and my time management is on my vision board, all right? It is a goal. I don't always have time to eat a balanced meal, which is why Daily Harvest has been a miracle meal for me. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are all nourishing and make me feel and look good too because Lord knows I'm obsessed with trying to lose some weight. But my spicy life has been completely transformed ever since I started getting Daily Harvest. It's ready in five minutes max and I have a real organic fruit and vegetable experience before I ever even finish my morning coffee. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced, chef-crafted smoothies, savory, delicious bowls, overnight oats, and more built on fruits and vegetables. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day, ready to blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and so much more. The harvest bowls are my absolute favorite because they just take like one step to prepare. You just add water and you can make it either a smoothie or hot like how I like it. And the harvest bowl with broccoli, rice, and zeal pilaf is to die for, okay? (laughs) I eat it for dinner because it feels like a cheat meal, but with like way less carbs. And I'm really being healthy. So all of Daily Harvest ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. Ooh, we like that. It's spicy. You can actually see all of the ingredients when you open up the cup. And Daily Harvest is the easiest, most delicious way to load up your fruits and veggies first thing in the morning or before bed and anytime in between. You guys, go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code SPICYLIFE to get three cups free in your first box. I said that's promo code spicy life for three free daily harvest cups at dailyharvest.com daily-harvest.com once again the promo code is s-p-i-c-y-l-i-f-e that's spicy life to get your three cups free in your first box what's greater than finding a gas station in the middle of nowhere Knowing that less trips to the pump means less creepy encounters thanks to your all-new 2020 Corolla Hybrid. The first-ever Corolla Hybrid with up to 53 city EPA-estimated MPG is a game-changer. With standard features like sport mode, honeycomb mesh grille, and an 8-inch touchscreen display, it's more than just another hybrid. The Toyota Corolla Hybrid is sleek, fun to drive, and greater than ever. 2020 Corolla Hybrid EPA 53 city, 52 highway, 52 combined MPG estimates. Actual mileage will vary. I don't know why I have to explain that. You have mamas. Oh my gosh. What's the second one ever? That was one that he is or she is happy to be there. Number two is that there is no rush. That we can Mm -hmm. spend all the time in Mm -hmm. this position, take all the time that you need to Mm -hmm. get to climax Mm -hmm. because we are in no rush. And then the third assurance is that her scent is provocative because Mm. so many times like we get self-conscious, the Mm. woman receiving Mm -hmm. that like, what does it smell like? Does he he like like it? it? Et cetera. So all throughout the book, like he repeats the three assurances. Like you, she needs to at all times, don't just say it at the beginning, say it in the middle Mm. a second Mm -hmm. time and at the very end. Mm -hmm. So I read this and I was like, really? People are in relationships where their partner makes them feel these three assurances Mm -hmm. because I've never experienced it. So my second wish okay. <laughs> is for us all to find partners who find our scent as enticing as our mama's fried chicken. <laughs> okay. Or fried tofu. Or you red velvet chicken. cake. Red or velvet cake. Wait, but, you know, it's that thing that when you smell it, you're like, I'm about to. Devour. Yes. Devour. Everyone devour. wants to be devoured. Yes. I said, listen, listen, you know, this is the truth. <laughs> This is the truth. At the core, the core, the core, because we're such control freaks, everybody wants to lose control. Everyone wants to be devoured. Everyone wants to take their hands off the wheel and let it fly. And if we can create that for ourselves, 
excrete those opportunities in and out of the bedroom, in and out of sex, it's more likely to happen in those sexual situations. So think about the ways that you are not allowing yourself to take the hand, take your hands off the, the, the um, steering wheel. Right. In your regular life. And the more you get comfortable doing yeah. that, the more you will find it's easier to let go in that space too. Because that space is really can be reflective. Well, I do want to, I do want to add in there though, mm -hmm. that a lot of us, you would hope that we do know what's going on with our body yeah, from yeah. a hygiene perspective. Some of the control can be let go when we just go, we can go to the gynecologist. We can take care of If our you bodies, don't know if right. you smell good or if you're scent or if you, you know, how you taste, put your hands on there and taste it. Like right. actually scoop up Don't some of those juices and berries and taste it. what juices you taste like. Because <laughs> water, and what you eat. your diet Remember, accordingly. Every, like, <laughs> Remember Martin was like, that's you. You should know what you smell and what you taste yeah, like. Like you your should. partner's going to devour you. Like you want to know yes. and you want to be confident. If you on have a yeast infection, if you have a UTI, if you have a bladder infection, like all that does affect yourself what you eat, your diet, everything. Don't be afraid to go to the doctors and find out like, hey, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I want to make sure yeah. that I'm good because yeah. I'm about to get devoured tonight and I want to yes, be confident yeah. yes. in what he's about to, you yes. know, scarf down. That's part of self-love, taking care of your yeah. body, checking on your body. It, it's all a part of pleasure. The pleasure moment I don't smell like water, I'm at the doctor's office. Like, pleasure I'm obsessed. Like, <laughs> he's like, what's going on? You got what's going on? You got I need a suppository. Yes. I need something. Look like someone with good insurance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. See, and this is true. Okay, if you don't have good insurance, a little honey will help you out. It'll go a long yeah. way. Little you don't honey, know yeah. put a little honey down there. Yeah, little something, like, something. Little no, stuff. look. Back in the day, I used to put just a, you, but because you don't, you don't just around the lips, or the, mm -hmm, the outer, mm -hmm. the outer lips, because you don't want to put it in there. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying, like when they're looking around, they'll come back for more mm -hmm. if there's a little honey in there. Trust me. But it's all of this. Like there's this wonderful like demystification that's happening mm -hmm. in this conversation, yeah. and it's just like. Nobody ever taught us this. I was yeah. like, I mean, I didn't really get taught to go and get a man at all. I got taught to go up and like have your own. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's why I had to find my way to somebody that could help me see what it means to be in a relationship. Yeah. But even then it was like, you know, go and find someone who can like provide with you, not for yeah. you, but provide with you. Yeah. Whose life ambitions. No one was like, oh, and also make there's sure no he loves your scent. Like, right. <laughs> no, there's no conversation about pleasure. No granny in my house ever taught me that. Like, This is why like I will be doing this work probably forever because like there's <laughs> hey, so much undoing absolutely. to do. There's so much unpacking to do here. It, it's it's incredible. But you know what you were saying about like my friend always, when I tell her, oh, my friends, they're this couple, they're having problems. She's like, how's the sex? She used to do this all the time. And I was How's like, it's not sex? that all the time. She was like, finally, I'm like, bitch, you right. Right. It's, it's a diagnostic tool. It's a diagnostic tool. Yes. You can find out a lot of what's going on in the money situation, what's going on with the parenting, co-parenting. You can find a lot. It can be a diagnostic tool. So a lot of things that play out in sex are not about the sex. So mm -hmm. we put that pressure on ourselves. But really, what's going on outside of that space is yeah. really so much more impactful um, at times, and then we can talk about what's physically happening. Well, Thea, do you think that, because from what I gathered um, in my research, only about 10% of women actually easily have an orgasm. Like, mm -hmm. it can easily have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. The rest of them have, you know, some work that has to be done. Do you think that 
when we have sex and we don't have an orgasm, mm -hmm. or maybe it's not as enjoyable as we would like, right. we're less excited to hop in the sack with our lover. I'm we're less excited so to give it up. So now we get conditioned and preoccupied with all these other things to replace that thing that we're not really enjoying. Yeah, and we're trying to avoid. Yeah. Right? So, no, 100%. And I think there's this myth out there that, like, in, in, if we're talking in, in a, especially, particularly in a heteronormative sense, that, like, well... She, really that she doesn't have to enjoy it. She just has to provide it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so this is super problematic because if you're enjoying sex that she's not enjoying, then what's wrong with right. you? Right. Yeah. So you're selfish as fuck. I'm just going to diagnose you right now. So um, <laughs> with selfish as fuck, it's a legitimate disorder. Um, it's so I, SAF. So, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. SAF. So, so it's really, it really is about so many layers for women to get to a point where they give themselves that permission. Mm -hmm. And there's, like I said, so much of it is social, so much of it is political. I mean, we I know they seem on different sides of the spectrum, right? But when we think about the black maternal health crisis or we think about abortion laws, this directly connects to the idea of sex and sexuality and shaming of it, yeah. right? What, what, however we view these issues, the conversation being so focused on women's sexuality. Yeah. My husband was like, there's nothing in these things about the men. No. Mm. Right? There's nothing policing True. their mm -hmm. sexual behavior. And yet our sexual life is always being policed. When I talk about black maternal, the black maternal health crisis, when I do a lot of talks on it, I talk about making joy the standard and pleasure. Yeah. This black mother should not have to just be lucky if she left alive. If you made joy and pleasure her standard, right. she would leave more than alive. Yes. She would leave wanting to have more children, wanting to enjoy her children, yep. wanting to enjoy her experience, telling, helping other women through the experience, right? But same with sex. If you don't have a pleasurable experience, of course you're not going to. If it's not about you, if you're not focused on it, if nobody cares, if nobody's paying attention or checking in, if there's no conversation about yucks and yums, who the fuck wants to do that again? Right. <laughs> like, that's really like, who wants to do that again? It's like going somewhere and somebody's making your food and they don't ask you what you like. They just throw a bunch of shit in it that you don't even eat. Mushrooms, whatever. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm supposed to eat this shit And some day? of us aren't even talking about it in our social circles right. because we don't want to, you know, rock People the People slide in my DMs all the time, Spice. <laughs> and I'd be like, listen, y'all, you ain't got to slide. Right. I mean, you can. I'm more than, it's like the little underground railroad for black folks trying to talk about sex. I got you. But you can also just, you know, stroll up to us in broad daylight, be direct. And ask the questions. Ask the questions. And that's a whole nother <laughs> level right there, like how we have conversations with each other yeah. because we've definitely not started unpacking that, right? No. So it's like I can talk to you both about right, like but, dating and relationships, mm -hmm. but like... I mean, we know even outside of sex, we have conversations about dating that if I tried to have it with my other 30-something yeah. peers, yeah. they're like, oh, what, yeah. we're going to talk about this directly? Like, yeah. what you're looking for or your deal breakers? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And, like, how do we build each other up? So it's so incredible that as forward-thinking as we are now, as sex-positive as we're continuing to become more and more every day, yeah. we don't have, I mean, I don't know, maybe you do, and I just need to get invited to your brunches. You Girl. do? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. okay, the folks around me know. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like, but I feel like we set that expectation. If, if Amber, I know you're uncomfortable with the conversation, 
Thea and I aren't going to let you get away with that because yes. we're very comfortable, right? But if your friends know you're uncomfortable, they're going to operate where you're operating from and make you feel safe and then you're mm. gonna return that so you now you have two people who want to like just make each other comfortable mm. versus us well, mm. we're gonna push you mm. out of your comfort <laughs> and force you so now even though we did that and it made you feel awkward in the moment you know you can always talk about it with this you can right. come back and have this dialogue right. but if we always played it safe the dialogue would never happen yeah. so maybe you have to be that person in your group which is mm -hmm. gonna make you that's gonna drive you For a little a nuts in the beginning yeah. yeah but once they know they can talk about that with you and that it doesn't make you squirm and then you make them feel like they don't have to squirm now you guys have these open conversations and then they share it with someone and it gets passed on and now we all get to talk about sex yeah. and we all get to have better sex right Better right? sex. Yes. And that is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Wish number three. Wish number three. Wish yes. number three. No, absolutely. And I and and again, these should be open, fluid conversations. It's we are born sexual beings. We will die sexual beings. I, I didn't even get into silver and sex. We have to have that one day. Because I did I my dream, my dream is to have 65 and over black women twerking Trump out of office. Get yes. in, getting their rocks yes, literally, off. I feel like there's enough sexual power and wisdom in that to just like shift. Y'all wake up one day and be like, Thea did it. <laughs> Thea did it. Where'd he go? Yes. Where did he go? Gone. They didn't, I didn't, this crew right here done twerked his ass right on out. Because there's a lot of power there and years of experience and years Should of we that. be allowed to talk about sex in the workplace though? So... Because if not, that means we can only talk about it from 6 p.m. to right, 9 p.m. Right, and right. now we have limited opportunity. Now we have limited conversation. I think that's, we have a road ahead of us in that. Simply because of people's... Um, people, some people don't know how to act. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some people don't know how to act. Some people, when we hear sex, you know, they particularly... Um, men, they, they'll think... And, so, and some women. They'll think free-for-all or they'll think like this person's coming and, and it's really me. like there's still a right to personal um journeys like you were talking about there's still a right to personal safety we still have to be aware of people's trauma history and so there's a lot of things that would need to be in place um i think depending on what type of business it is though it could like for instance where, where i work i'm bringing up the conversation of you know we should have a question about sex on the um intake form right if people are coming in for services why aren't we asking about this? So there's yeah. a room for it um, in the black maternal health crisis. There's room for us to talk about why aren't we thinking of these women as sexual beings? So there's a way to talk about it, but it may not all be in the same lens in the same way and the same. But I think the fact that we're sexual beings can be something that we can engage on. And it doesn't have to be the physical sex we're talking about. Do we have a workplace where people we can bring sexual energy into place? Do we have a workplace where people can go for what they want? Do people feel like they can act on their desires in terms of like, I want to move up in this company. I mm. want to. We can talk about sex outside of just its physical realm, but talk about it in the definition that I gave before: the yeah. right to act on and feel like you can grasp and reach for what you desire. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, when you asked the question a few minutes ago. My initial thought was, why do you want to? Why do we want to talk about sex? Because I'm. I mean, if we mm -hmm. have a reason for doing it, then let's yeah. break down those barriers. But. Uh, for me, it's like every relationship doesn't have to serve every purpose in my mm -hmm. life, right? We have different relationships that fill different needs. And I mostly don't need my coworkers mm -hmm. to fill my sexual, my needs for like sexual dialogue mm -hmm. and conversation just because we're so different, right? right? And right, like right. our walk and way of life. Yeah. But there's a place for me to bring more of my sexuality into the mm -hmm. workplace. Uh, mm -hmm. And Spicy knows I'm taking this like uh, dance class right now yeah. that's around um, sexual movement and yes. just like 
no mirrors in the class at all just learning how to move more from like the body versus the mind and more freely i love that and like one of the things we learned in the first class is that um this idea that when you stand up and that you have like your your hips square Mm -hmm. and like your you know legs slightly shorter width apart is that that's the power move that's a very masculine way of moving and like walking in that way is a very masculine versus women we're very curvaceous our hips sway we sway so i'm kind of like you know what amber I don't need to tell about like what I did and didn't do with like a guy I'm dating last night, but I can switch when I walk. I can sway my ass. Yes. It's okay to wear something that's a little bit more of a body con shape, that accents, the T and the A, because guess what? A woman showed up to work in this office today. And I can say that's a yuck for me. That's a yuck for me. I don't want to do that. I do want to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. also, you know, so if your boss says, hey, I want you, I don't, I don't, want, I don't like that. I well, don't want to do that. I think, <laughs> right. And I think that part to your point earlier, Amber, about like, well, why would you want to bring up sex at work? Right. There is this thing that we have or the stigma that we have of we have to be two different people when, and I've experienced this even in corporate settings where I, ha- in order for me to give off the I am professional. Mm -hmm. I can't talk about anything in the relationship spectrum, anything in my personal life, anything about sexuality, anything, if you even bring up anything about sex, now you're being unprofessional. When this is a part of our everyday lives. And so I understand us not speaking about it to keep the quote unquote professionalism going and to make other people feel comfortable. But it's also part of the reason why it's harder for us to make friends at work, for us to have real intimate relationships, which is extremely important for us to be close because we have to keep this like certain line and we can't cross it or it's inappropriate or makes us feel uncomfortable or unsafe. And the workplace should be a safe environment. However, I don't think that it should be something that's left to be untalked about anywhere. I, I want to be able to talk about sex in the grocery store. If I think these two melons look like a woman's melon, I want to be able to say that without everybody squirming. Right, right, I, right. I want us to have, yes, more liberal dialogue yeah. about it and it not make you uncomfortable yeah. if you see your boss kiss his wife when she walks in or I don't know. I'm getting a little think, crazy now, but no, it's okay. Like, like I didn't get sex last night. I want everyone in the office to know why I'm pissed off today. <laughs> FYI. That would be you can always tell who's grumpy I, at work. I'm always running low on vitamin D. Okay. <laughs> I think that also though ties into this is the workplace is also where white supremacy intersects with Ooh, this. Yes. So workplaces and the idea of professionalism is a white supremacist idea. And I've printed out for colleagues and shared with colleagues, hey, these memos is it's white supremacy. <laughs> how we have conversation in here, how it has to be tamed a certain way. Mm. These things, these, the policing, the tone policing, mm. there's a lot of things. So I think that, I think that's a part of the rub with, because yeah. sexuality falls, would fall in that cat, would fall victim to that as well. Okay. Under yeah. that guy. So it gets really difficult. Um, we don't have a lot of freedoms in workplaces. Yeah, that's true. Um, because of, white supremacy if my skirt mm-hmm. is too short now yeah. i may turn you on and it's inappropriate like yeah. and i mean there's work where you definitely need some some boundaries but i but i do like the idea of exploring non-physical even even you don't have to keep all forms of sexuality out the space like you were saying i can be a sexual being in this space and sometimes that's even stronger like i don't even have to implicitly it, yeah. right like i bring it 
I bring yeah. the energy with me when I come in. I don't leave it at the door. I'm going to dress cute. I'm going to do what I yes, do. Yes, I'm going to wear my tight skirt. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yes. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Your response is not my problem. Well, we're speaking about the workplace. I want to let you guys know some sneaky problems that may be causing issues for you in the bedroom. I don't want you to mm. take this at work. I want you to like break this down so you can have some better orgasms before we wrap up the show. You may be spending most of your day sitting which is why it may be hard, um, harder for you to have some mm. orgasms. It's saying that, um, and I read some research that says if you take at least like 50, 250 steps a day, it Movement. helps with your blood flow. Yeah. If you have a smart watch, you can also, you know, you, you want to, if you're in an uncomfortable position all day long, you may be stiff when you get home. Yeah. So this will be something to loosen you up. Um, wearing high heels, I didn't know that this was something that could create problems because I wear heels all the time. Yes, mm. I love this. Um, but Don't no, this is heels. not an excuse for you to wear flats. We just got <laughs> Amber in heels. <laughs> Okay, um, like, <laughs> you have you don't get to listen <laughs> to any of it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I wear flats today, but tell me how to pronounce this word: P S O A S. So as post psoas. What is it? So as it's a so muscle. As. Okay, mm. so heels may hurt your so as muscle. Mm -hmm. I love um, the Amber knows this, but you still have to wear heels because um, <laughs> you got away this past thirty years without having to wear them. So no, you're wearing them for the fellas. <laughs> yeah. um, also, too, you don't tell your partner what you want. That's another reason why you may not be orgasm. We mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Um, you don't drink enough water. Mm -hmm. If you're dehydrated, mm -hmm. you are less likely to get it wet, wet mm -hmm. in layman terms, and less um, likely for your body to be able to operate that it is the, the way that it's supposed to be. Yeah. So you're less likely to reach climatic levels. Um, you don't make noise. Noise mm. is a part of communication. Mm -hmm. And so not vocalizing, oh, baby, I want to devour you in between mm -hmm. your thighs or letting him know that you like him when he hits it there may be hurting your ability to be able to have an orgasm. Um, you mentioned medication earlier. Mm -hmm. This is not an excuse, you guys, to get off of your meds. Stay on your dang meds. But there are some meds you can check out. But find but, out. Mm -hmm. Find yeah. out if the um, thing that I'm taking, is this fat burner making me right, less horny with right. my husband? Is this birth control making me less horny? I was on the new the Nuva Ring yeah. for a long time. Didn't realize the effect that it was having on my yeah. libido. Yeah. I'm off of it now, but I had to discover that on my own yeah. and ask my doctor about it. Yeah. Um, if your oxytocin level is too um, low, low, you can get this higher. You know, talk with your doctor about this. This is a hormonal level that you want to make sure is high. You want to make sure that you can, you know, reach climatic states and have the best orgasm of your life. Masturbation. This is another one. Do not be afraid mm -hmm. to masturbate because this is also too how you can be on your own and have sex and still Release get your rocks stress. off. Learn what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Learn what gives you pleasure so you Go can to, tell somebody get, get else. Sleep. Good, good sleep is also, it helps with sleep. Good <laughs> sleep. Yes. It puts me right to bed. If I can't get to bed, I will yeah. get it off real quick. Um, you forgot to pee before sex. Oftentimes we tell people to make sure they pee after sex so they don't mm -hmm. get a UTI. Mm -hmm. Pee before sex too because it's harder to orgasm if you have a full bladder. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, the losing control portion. I love that you spoke to this because a lot of women out there are used to being the boss in the yeah. boardroom, being the Control boss at work. Things, yeah. Now they have to come home and release and let go. And that's yeah. hard to do it's a sometimes. Hard transition to make. How do we release before, we, when we walk through that house door and we know we want to get our rocks off, how do we put down mm -hmm. that, that power hat? How do we put that down for a second to allow somebody else to take control of us? I think it, I, what our partners have to realize is that process starts when we hit the door. So sometimes what happens is uh, our partners may expect that transition to happen when we walk into the bedroom, but it doesn't. It starts when we get home. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, you should be grooming me to, to let you take over. Mm. And that could be really sexy. Mm. Just saying. 
You'd be like, no, I got that. Oh, you got that? I'm like, what's okay. the grooming process? You know what Come on now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm through, like, you tips know, and tricks. I'll tell you a big one. Oh, you cook dinner? Uh. <laughs> I got, so I got to think about. So the less things I have to think about mm-hmm. executing when I get home, mm-hmm. the the more I'm primed for letting someone take over. Yeah. The more things I have to think about still executing up till I go to bed, which mm-hmm. for a lot of us, that's what it is. Like, yeah. We're still executing right up until bedtime. Yeah. The less I'm going to be able to go from that to like, take me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm me. saying? It's gonna, That's going to be difficult. Getting sleep is another big one, like you were saying. Um, and you mentioned another one. Go back. Wait, what was the I last said, two? I um, said peeing. I said medication, your oxytocin. The I said oxytocin. you don't masturbate. So the reason I, I think this one is important, particularly when we talk about black and brown people, mm-hmm. is that um, we... Can stay in a state of hypervigilance. We can stay in a state of trauma, even if it's not immediate trauma. There's historic trauma. There's societal trauma. There's secondary trauma when we witness something through social media. Um, there's just the idea that we are living in a racist society. That alone keeps us on edge more than our white so counterparts. Stress level, can, our stress um, level stays pretty it. high. Yeah. Which so if you understand your limbic system, it's basically like your um, sympathetic nervous system is your fight, flight, you know, freeze. I'm in danger. For many of us, that's always somewhat activated, mm-hmm. right? If you're a woman walking down the street, you're paying attention. If you're, you know, a black person and the cops come by, you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. So we have a higher, we tend to live more in that part of our limbic system. And what happens is the parasympathetic kicks in less and less to say, okay, you all good. You can relax. I'll take it from here. Mm. The oxytocin levels return and things like that. So biochemically, because we're at that state so much more frequently, we start to produce less and less of that oxytocin. And so a big part of what I talk to us about is this, again, is why I talk about joy. Yeah. What heals trauma in the brain is joy. What heals trauma in the brain is forgiveness. Letting go of things so that you can create new pathways so that that parasympathetic system can kick back in and allow you to know you're safe and you're okay. Someone asked me the other day, do we have to heal the root chakra, which is the chakra that's all about physical safety, well-being, money, family, do we have to heal that before we can get into the sacral chakra, which is about pleasure and joy and creativity? I said, if we had to wait for that, we would never get there. Yeah, right. We can't wait for a just society to experience the safety that pleasure and owning your right to your body can give you. Mm. I don't know if anybody's going to come for me because I'm a black woman or whatever the case may be, but I do know that I can right now claim my full ass life and identity yep. and work it to the full to the best of my ability. So that I think that's really important because we underestimate the stress that we're under just oh, yeah. because of the society that we're in. And yes, that impacts us sexually, but more so it impacts our ability to just sit in fucking pleasure and enjoy the lives that we're given. We feel like we have to wait next lifetime and next lifetime. And this is the life. We have a right. We to have it one now. right here, right now. And we can get those levels up um, acupuncture is really great for this. Oh, love it. Acupuncture okay. is really great. There's different Chinese herbs that I've used that are really helpful. So you don't always, there's just be mindful of you have a naturally more activated 
system in that way than others. And so you have to be prioritize your pleasure yep. on a deeper level. So if your oxytocin levels are low, you guys, this is how you can work on them being high. Because yeah. that sounds like that's a huge things. one. It's a thing. It's yeah. a huge thing. And it's a huge factor. Yeah, I love that. Well, okay. So we have we have so much that we can talk about right now, I but know. we have to wrap up the show. Yes. So Thea, you're going to let us know where we can find you, yeah. where we can buy your husband's book. Shout yeah. out to you having yes. a hubby that wrote a book. Boo daddy. Okay. okay. Plug him really quick. Yeah. So www.theamonier.com. All of my classes and courses right now, they're 50% off, actually. Ooh, but uh, I know we're doing deals. Pleasure Noir, Decolonizing Psychotherapy and Race, um, Forgiveness. Um, so we have a lot of things going on around that. And I'm doing IO consults, joy consults. If you're feeling stuck and blocked and you're not experiencing joy from day to day, then these are the consults for you. My husband, my beautiful husband, Mark Winkler, put out a book called My Daughter's Keeper, mm. which is about his journey to stay in his daughter's life through the court system. And being a black man trying to go to the court system, and it's really having a powerful effect. We're hearing from people in prison. We're hearing from people oh, wow. who just gave up. We're hearing from people who have really heavy child support cases that even though they were paying child support, these yeah. cases got put on them. And so we're getting a lot of feedback from people, and it's just a beautiful work. Um, we're working with the independent bookstore. Um, yes, you can get it through Amazon and all those places, but we really, really want to support black and brown businesses. So mm. Malik Books is uh, online. What's the name of it? Say one more time. Malik Books. Malik uh -huh. Books. Okay. M-A-L-I-K books.com. You can order through there. They're also, at, if you're local, at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall. They would love to see you. They're great people. Um, but also through Amazon and things like that. So it's called My Daughter's Keeper. Thank you so much for reminding me because he would have, you know, that would have affected our <laughs> no, pleasure. No, he's going to hear this episode. That would have affected our pleasure. You're going to get some tonight, girl. You're going to get devoured tonight. Thank you, girl. Thank you, girl. Yes. You. Amber, tell us where everybody can find you. Uh, well, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Hey Amber Hey. That's H A Y. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Hey Amber Jackson. But I'm mostly an IG kind of girl. Oh, I love yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know you can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMari. And you can go brand. to thespicylife.com. Make sure that you also download today's episode and share it with a friend. If you guys are having challenges to having these conversations about pleasure, orgasm, she coming first, you coming first. Um, have the conversation. Talk about it with your friends. Share this episode. And then you guys talk about what you learned from it. I mentioned right. two books I forgot. Yeah. My bad. Two books. Okay. Go ahead. Two books. Re resources. Come As You Are. That's the one by Emily and Nagoski. And the other one is Playing Well With Others. And even mm. if you're not mm. um, into bondage and kink, it's really good about like talking about negotiations and what I was saying about negotiations yum and uh, play and aftercare mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so wanted to give you those resources no i love that i love that and also too the book that amber you're reading right now mm -hmm. she comes first mm -hmm. and then it's uh he comes next after that one once you're finished reading that one <laughs> love okay it. so there you guys have it you have just been spiced <laughs> the spicy life